0: Welcome to episode twenty of the permaculture pimpcast. The only pimp cast out there where we discuss permaculture preparedness and practical living. From a pragmatic point of view, ain't that right, son? It's
1: the only pimp cast.
0: That's right. That's right. Really, you know what? We're finding we're finding more of our legs the more we do this, and it's going not just in terms of just permaculture. I know we're the permaculture pimp cast, but all these other things are really baked into it. Whether it's preparedness, I really we're going to have we're going to go in a wide variety of topics, and it's all going to be under this banner in one way or another. We may go sideways with a couple of. uh when you see some oh, of the yeah. uh, emails we got in here, Still I think... Still
1: permaculture.
0: Well, some of it might not be, but um, we'll, we'll get to that in a later thing. All right, this episode brought to you by Hickory Ridge Soap, made by Two Old Crows Homestead. Go there to twooldcrowshomestead.com, go get you a bar, get you 10 bars.
1: Yeah, turn that, your feral husband into a sexy beast.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, that was unscripted. In fact, everything's unscripted. And by the way, folks, some people were asking... Like, how can we put out podcasts so often because we, um, you know, they're thinking, oh, the editing and all that. Just tell them, sell yeah, them, tell our, them the magic about this.
1: Well, the on our YouTube and the podcast, we do it all in one take for the most part. Like our YouTube, we, we only shoot like the B-roll we need and the footage we need. Um, on the podcasting, we only record the what we need and we do it all in one take. So the editing goes down really Right, like quite a bit. Right. So, if you guys are looking to get started into a podcast, you know, maybe maybe follow the same footsteps. If you're trying to save time on editing,
0: well, it was funny. Jason from So the Land was over earlier, and he almost, you know, he was kind of bowled over a little bit when I told him, "Yeah, man, we do it all in one take." And um, people find that hard to believe, but you know, if I ever thought, I mean, I really did not think my radio background would ever come in handy for anything. Um, yeah. Good night, man. I never thought it was going to be like this. In fact, podcast wasn't really in the cards at all. Yeah. Well, not in your cards. All right. Tip of the day. Look, y'all, when you're going out there getting pig food or chicken food, any food for your omnivores, when you're hitting up these restaurants, because this is, I'm addressing a couple of questions here. Do not tell them you're going to feed this to your animals or the answer will almost always be no. It, I wonder what the, that one guy's steady presence
1: commented a while back, saying he got it from the school district. He well, got I, all the milk. I gave from the him the rest. Di- he right. might have heard my recipe for that. Right? Yeah. I wonder. It, well, he listened to the episode and directly the one with did. Jack Sp- uh, Jack Spearco, right? I'm pretty sure, but I wonder if he said he was feeding its animals. I wonder what he said.
0: Well, I'm I'm hoping to use the script because it works, you know. And speaking of Jack Spearco, man, he came up with those shirts. Your mom ordered a couple yeah, of them. What shirt was that again? It's uh, it's a, uh, it's it's basically he's got a collared shirt, and oh right, yeah. we're gonna wear it. I'm gonna yeah. be interviewing him here before long, and uh, I'm gonna be wearing that shirt on there. So everybody, we'll break it out there. I might even wear it to the Self Reliance Festival or some of these other things. Freak everybody out.
1: Yeah, dad in a collared
0: shirt. But all you got to <laughs> do, folks, when you're getting this stuff. You go in there and look official, okay? Have a collared shirt, and if you need that shirt, go to Jack Spearco's website and get one because it is the perfect—it's basically carbon carbon-capturing company or something yeah, like that. Yeah, it's
1: like a carbon-composting-capturing company or yeah, something like it's that. Sick, yeah,
0: man. It looks like an official company. It really does, yeah. and you don't have to tell them. You go in there, they're going to look at your shirt. It's right there in your left breast pocket— and that's exactly what you need to do, folks. I mean, I'm not asking anybody. I'm not telling you to lie anybody. I'm not asking you to deceive anybody. But if you go in there and tell them you're going to feed this to your animals, look, I, I had to invent this method, y'all. And I know all the ways it'll get the door slammed in your face. And a lot of this stuff, quite honestly, I'll be, I'll be straight up with you. A lot of these things you're not going to hear me talk about in the podcast, at least the full depth. Of all this stuff. You're not going to hear it in a podcast. You're not going to hear it on YouTube. You're going to have to go and hear it live. And if you want to hear it live, we got a class. Um, it's going to be a guild class on September 30th. Yeah.
1: How to plant a tree and its guild. Well, we're going to leave it
0: down below along with a discount code, right? Yep.
1: yep. yep. That's all. the. Well, no, there isn't a discount code with that one. There's right. a discount code with the Back to the Land Festival. Okay. Yeah. The discount gonna- code on that one is PIMP. Both are located um, down, Near- not in the description box, the show notes.
0: Okay. Yeah. I guess it's a little bit different than this. Yeah. Yeah. But if you want to see, if you want to hear this stuff up close and personal, y'all self-reliance festival, I'm not going to kid you unless it's really, really close to us. Self-reliance festival is about the only festival you're going to catch me. Cause it's about, it's more than six hours away from here. Yeah. And I think so much of it that that is probably the only festival we're probably going to do with any regularity. Maybe back to the land self-reliance. Yeah, that's about the yeah. two of them, y'all. I mean, anything goes in these places. Back to the land's great, but uh they do it once a year, but yeah. self-reliance is essentially every 90 days. And honestly, y'all, it is the it is my favorite festival to go to. If you want to sit there and you want to ask me up close and personal some things I you're never going to hear me say on this microphone. Um that's where you'll find me because I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to send it through an email. So don't, <laughs> a lot of people are hitting me up about that. Don't email me about it because I'm not going to leave any paper trail. It's not illegal, but in this litigious world, um, I have to be very careful about what I say in print and then, you know, in a form like this.
1: Yeah. You get a lot of answers that you can't get, uh, online at the, at the festivals.
0: Yeah. You know what else you're getting? Yeah. Consultations. Yeah. You're getting
1: free consultations. We realized that on the way back from the last set of festivals that we're giving away free consultations at these festivals. Cause you come up and ask questions and we're going to answer the questions.
0: Is it possible to link Jack's, uh, shirt or, um, his business shirt down below. Can we put that link in so. there? Yeah. Okay, folks, if you're going to go out there and you're going to go to these people and remember, if it's a business, go between the hours of two and four Tuesday's best. um, Go in there, wear this shirt, use the little script I gave you, and nine times out of ten, it's going to work for you.
1: You know where we should link it? Where? Freestetting.com.
0: Bam. I'm glad you brought that up because that brings me into another thing. A lot of people are asking me to let everybody know about their events. And we've been we've been doing as much as we can, but, y'all, there are so many events coming up in the fall, I can't possibly keep them up. I I, I can't possibly do it. I really can't. There's no way, there's probably six different events that I know of. So if you want to find out where those are, y'all, please go signed up at freesteading.com. Freesteading.com, that'll link be linked down below too. Right, they got a calendar there. Folks, going right back to what we've talked about before, if you're new to this podcast, go watch the pre- listen to the previous one. Um, look, we got to have our own space, especially in light of some of the stories I'm going to cover here in a little while, maybe later in the um, broadcast, but... We have got to be making our own economies, y'all. Things are grim, but they don't have to be. If we open up those corridors of exchange right now, and you got to do it, we have to do it. I mean, if you don't stand up and put some skin in the game, I, why are you over on Twitter? Let me just ask you, me, everybody else, why are you yeah. on Twitter? They hate the bones of you. Why are you on Facebook? How many times do you need to hear this Zucker you-know-what? Why do? You, how many times do you have to hear this guy say that he does not care? In fact, he made a reference a while back, those stupid effers. The guy actually said that, referring to you. So why are you doing business on that platform? I at least know that the people over there— <laughs> We were, want you to live. <laughs> we want you to stay. <laughs> right, right. But why are you going to stay with that abusive spouse over there when you can get over here, you know, have a— um, a friendly divorce.
1: Well, you're also probably asking yourself, well, if I get off Facebook, then I'm going to miss out on what, you know, family and friends and all of them are posting or anything like that. When's the last time you cared about what they posted?
0: Yeah. Well, When's the last time they posted about something you even cared about? Well, that's a really good point. Like, uh, your, your uncle said once to me was, you know, hold on now, this whole platform when Facebook first came out, now all of a sudden the people that were irrelevant in my life that, you know, what did they say? You keep up with less than five people from when you graduated high school I told you that and is yeah. it not true oh yeah it's true for yeah. sure and you're a lot less out of high school you know it's not yeah. that long ago for you so you
1: probably talked to more people that you went to high school with than I did yeah and I have easier access to them
0: well I mean your uncle Dion's about the only one I mean that's that's pretty much it that's about it I mean folks do your business in a place where people at least don't hate your bones. So if we don't do this, y'all, we got nobody to we got nobody to account for for but ourselves. Williams over here sneezing. I don't Sorry, know what y'all. he got into. If you hear
1: me sneezing in the background, that's that's what it is. We
0: need a cough button. I think that's what these little red lights are. Yeah,
1: I don't want to experiment with them and then find out it's off button.
0: All right. Well, all right, farm news. Well, we covered that freestudding.com. Y'all get over there, please check it out. The calendar of events, get on there. And they're adding new stuff all the time. And I've talked to them and it sounds like, man, they're going to have a crypto wallet eventually. Um, they're definitely going to have a means of exchange, but they're getting out of beta phase, knocking out all the bugs. I'm going to spend more time over there myself, hopefully today and the next few days, find myself over there and, um, you know, a lot more. I'm I'm basically, to in order for me to do this, I've got to undo some of the tied knots I have. But yeah, that's where we're going to do business, y'all. Okay, so... More of that farm news, Um, Jason finally came over, got his cooler, that mobile cooler. I was supposed to bring it to him on Monday, but he he had, Jason, when I say Jason, Jason from Sew the Land, my buddy, uh, came up here, got his uh, mobile freezer, or cooler, rather. That thing is so slick, man. I can't even begin to tell you how many times. Yeah, that thing is awesome. Uh, It's super handy. The only downside,
1: I would say, to it is maybe making it taller,
0: so you could hang them up like upright. That's the only downside. Now yeah. I think if you put wooden planks in there, it would work out great. Basically, it's a small the, little yeah. mobile cooler. It's fantastic. It's brilliant. I mean, it's absolutely, um, it's awesome. So um, so glad to borrow that because man, I tell you what, it's a whole lot easier to cut up a pig when it is cold. Yeah. So um, yeah. Anyway, um, your mom's down there getting ready to freeze dry green beans. We got a bunch of those. You wouldn't believe how many people want her to pick the music. Who, Mom? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. They, they,
1: on Fountain App, yeah, they keep commenting, everybody wants Mom to pick music for okay, this. Okay, you know
0: what? We're going to do it sometime. And <laughs> We're going to do it, and it's your fault. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you blame yourself for that one. But she's down there, man. We've been running that freeze dryer day and night, typically. And I got to say, man, that's one of the best investments we ever had, man. She's running that because there's so many things that have died on the vine um, that we just haven't had. I mean, this is in the past but I got to say, I mean, we still do our canning. We still do all that stuff, but the problem we're running into or have ran into just like every one of you out there that do this work is you can't can it fast enough. Sometimes you may have such an abundance of so many different things. And we got what? Three pressure canners that I know of, but we can only fit two on a stove at a time. And you're taking one person out of the game. I got to say, man, this freeze dryer has been a game changer. So, um, Yeah, we also have, I think we're going to, we have a discount code for that. I think also, look, I'm not in here peddling any of this stuff that we don't use y'all. I'm not telling you about anything that we do not use. And I'm telling you, even if you have to, you know, I thought about the notion before of maybe teaming up with somebody and sharing a a freeze dryer. I'm not sure that's even possible because likely you're going to have harvest come around at the same time. But well, and then
1: the amount as well. I don't know if you'd both be able to
0: freeze dry your harvest. Well, we got the large one. I'm not sure that anybody could use, um, I mean, be honest with you, man. I don't know. We can fit a lot in that stuff and we keep that thing running, man. I mean, it oh, is yeah. booking all the time. All right. So just another little thing helped out another permaculture designer. Her name is era. you see me interview her a while back. She has a, uh, she's a great permaculture teacher, uh, help them, um, get moved in yesterday. So, you know, it's just trying to find those pockets. I mean, we're busy, 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 but they needed somebody with a pickup truck, and I just happened to call her about an event coming up to where she is uniquely qualified to handle this thing. And, um, you know, I guess the last thing I can say about what's going on right now, son, the weather is positively gorgeous.
1: Yeah, the weather is perfect out. It was
0: 73 degrees where I was yesterday. Well, what most people don't realize is that when you came from, when you come from Kansas, Oklahoma, Texas, which is where we spent most of our time, and you come to a place like this, just about every single day yeah. is gorgeous because the weather fluctuations there are... I mean, you just never... I, I remember in Texas... Well, it I doesn't ca-
1: fluctuate in Texas. It's just hot all the time. Until it's cold. Well,
0: yeah. Yeah, it's hot until it's cold. You get two seasons. And um, you may have, honestly, in the course of one year in Texas, Oklahoma, and Kansas... You may have a grand total of maybe three perfect days like you see here, when by mm-hmm. and large, most days are just like this. Yeah, you know, I love yeah, they really
1: in. are. Even in the winter, it usually warms up to the point where you can wear a T-shirt outside on our property.
0: Yeah, well, we're yeah. south-facing and we're at high altitude. So, yeah. you know, when I say high, high altitude, about 3,000 feet. All right, moving in to the world news. And remember, we cover the news that that might make a little more sense for people that might listen to this kind of podcast. Some of it hopefully interesting. Well, this one came from Natural News, and they're talking about ruins in an ancient Roman camp resurface in Spain as Europe dries up. Oh, my goodness. Well, a couple of reasons I'm picking this story out. I selected this one. Number one, I am a massive student of Rome, and for a bunch of reasons. Um, You know, it just seems to me that we're doing in just over 200 years what it took the Romans two millennia to do, and that is basically collapse. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on that, Um, just as I said before, in the Q and a section of the last podcast, I'm really not going to go down that road a whole lot because if you're not awake at this point, I, I, there is nothing I'm going to say that's going to wake you up. There is absolutely nothing. So what happened is they got this river over there in Spain. And if you know something about the Roman empire, I mean, good night, man, they put stuff everywhere. They conquered that much. It's really astonishing. Well, the drought is so. Even in America. <laughs> yeah. How about that? <laughs> the drought is so bad over there that these rivers that have, for time and memoriam, have been um, full to the brim. In fact, you can even see in some of the captions there that it's so far below the bank, it's ridiculous. And all of a sudden, they're finding these Roman ruins that were situated right there. I mean, the, the point I'm making out here is the drought is everywhere. Either places are getting knocked out or getting Well it makes you makes
1: me wonder about the water levels in the past. If they're able to build a civilization that close to the river and now they're in some serious drought and it's just now being exposed, the water levels must have been way different on or, that river.
0: Or it could have been a different path of the river and that's not unlikely. Yeah. Like take well, for based example on those
1: mountains it's not
0: Well like in Kansas City for example. Oh, those are houses. Never yeah, mind. Yeah, those are mountains. But um if you take uh, Kansas City for example, they found what was—they found this boat. It's one of the coolest stories out there, y'all. It's called the Steamboat Arabia. And once upon a time, the river flowed a certain way. Well, it's changed course over the years, and as it's done this, the area where that boat was excavated was actually in a farmer's field, a, right mm-hmm. away from the river. So, what they were able to do is likely the same sort of thing I'm guessing probably happened here. Anyway, go check out the Steamboat Arabia, y'all. If you're ever in Kansas City, check out that museum. It's awesome. But the point I'm getting at in this one is these droughts are dreadful. Not over there. I mean, they're openly talking. In fact, my next story is going to get into that very thing. They are openly talking at this point about... um, just how bad it's going to be. But nobody in the prostitute media is talking about it. You're not hearing it on CNN, Fox, MSNBC, or how anybody. cold the
1: winter is going to be. Yeah. Or without heat.
0: Yeah. In that's Germany. Coming, and that's coming from the old farmer's almanac for crying out loud. Well, no, that's
1: coming from like the the president of Germany is saying it's going to be cold and
0: we don't have any power to to heat everybody's home not just there look at france macron and france is saying the same thing they got water issues they got heat issues now they're going to have cold issues and uh they're all blaming it on russia the russia is basically saying look you play you pay us in rubles pay us in (laughs) rubles we we give you not usd anymore (laughs) no no they're like you pay us in rubles dude we'll make it rain but nobody is willing to do that even at the detriment of their own people. So um, I'm not going to get into that because I, I got strong feelings about it, but it's really not important in the grand scheme of things. Look, y'all, we are teaching, and we have been teaching how to keep water on your property, son. How do we do it?
1: With uh, swales or water harvesting earthworks.
0: Or if you don't, if you can't do those, guess what? Put organic material down in the soil.
1: Or if you have a large scale, you can do what's called uh, yeoman's plow
0: and follow key line design. There's ways, y'all depending on where you live right now we're in a temperate rainforest it's been a little while since we had rain but you know we usually haven't been more than two weeks around here that <laughs> I can hasn't recall. even been a week since we've had rain <laughs> has it been that long <laughs> yeah or short <laughs> yeah. it hasn't even been a week <laughs> well if you live in those places but you know what i'm not counting on it it was like when i talked to eric Sider the other day that because of his experience in jordan Every property he goes on to, without question, the first thing he's asking, and we should all be asking, is how's the water going to work out on here? How- yeah. And it should be the first question, all of us, access and water. I mean, pick which one is more important to you, but I guarantee once you have that access, there ain't nothing more important than water.
1: Even if you live in an area like we do and you, you're you thinking, oh, I don't need to worry about water, you still need to worry about excess water. A lot of these techniques will shed excess water as well, like your sheep mulching and the food forest and stuff like that. It doesn't, it doesn't go anaerobic because of the sheep mulching, and it'll wick excess water.
0: So it's pretty cool, man. It hangs on the water when you need it, and it repels it when you don't. So that's why you Same want... Same thing with the
1: swale. I mean, it, any excess water goes downhill.
0: Well, at the end of the day, if you don't have any of that stuff, treat your land right. Put organic matter down into the soil, you know, rotationally graze responsibly, um, and you're going to find out, you're really going to find out, when you do these things, you're going to retain a lot more water. You're going to replenish your aquifers. You're going to do all these things. So that's what I'm trying to get at. Despite what the powers that shouldn't be are doing or not doing, you can kind of insulate yourself. I mean, get this stuff off the roof. I mean, look, y'all. Shakespeare said, now is the winner of our discontent. Yeah, Richard Third said it. I believe that's how he starts to uh, play Richard the Third. Well, look. We've been trying to keep things on the light side and we continue to do that, but honestly, I'm not going to be that kind of person that's just Pollyanna about all this. I am well awake, believe me, I am well awake of the things of the evil things going on in this world, but you're not going to hear me talk about it forever and a day. Other people are out there doing that. I'm trying to get you fed, trying to get you water.
1: Yeah, and it's there's still solutions to the the issues going on in Germany. A, pay Russia, B, um, everybody they have an unlimited amount of twigs. They could, everybody could install, like, little small, um, what do they, called? rocket stoves.
0: Whole house rocket stoves. Yeah,
1: whole house rocket stoves. Or even small ones just so they can heat a room.
0: I'm not even sure they have enough lead time at this point. But, you know, it's yeah. about to be cold. And sadly, the powers that shouldn't be really could not care less about those people. And they don't care about you either, y'all. That's why we keep going on about freesteading.com. All right, next story. Um, and this one's on the heels of that. It's... Um, <laughs> title of this article, is the food crisis over or is it just getting started? Well, if <laughs> you're listening here, I think you can almost guarantee that it is just getting started. I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but check this out. The UN on their website the other day, and apparently this went viral for a little while. Maybe I didn't know about it. Um, I don't spend a lot of time on, um, you know, I, I don't spend a lot of time looking at the uh, UN's website. But the title of this article that got all this heat was, and I quote, the benefits of Of world hunger, are you kidding me? There was an outrage. Okay, I still got to sit here and argue with some of these dopes about whether. Oh, Billy, you sound like a conspiracy theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and can you say the word conspiracy without then adding theory? Can you do that? Is that even possible? They are telling you Klaus Schwab, his little, um, you know, that Nouvel Harari or whatever his little uh, minion is. All these other people are openly telling you. Yeah, that's what they are, Marchy. I'll get to them in a minute. Um, you know, whatever this, whatever these little lunatics are, y'all. I mean, this is right on the heels of the other one. They are—they actually had the audacity to come out with an article that says the benefits of world hunger.
1: I, I mean, it's one thing if you're doing it as a thought experiment, but that's never something you should published. Like, that's one thing that I'm thinking like in high school you had to write like a satirical paper or something like that. That's the only thing I can think of whenever I hear no, an article like satire. that. No, that wasn't satire. I get it, but that's the only thing I can think. Like, there are no benefits from work. instead of spending the thought experiment if it is that, on thinking about the benefits of world hunger maybe think about solving world hunger and start by
0: hiring jeff lawton well they consider us all useless eaters that's really what they think of us as i mean this is that malthusian plan coming into view and i gotta still sit here even though i barely i mean some of my previous videos on youtube which we really don't do anymore over there we'll cover a lot of that here which we might turn into uh like podcast
1: clips Okay. Or something like that, like those those uh, front porch talks. Yeah, you might take the audio from that and then put them up, upload them to the podcast because they are more of a listening format than they are like a video.
0: Yeah, a lot of new people probably didn't hear about that. I'm not so sure that everything I ever said back then is relevant. But so,
1: well, I'm I'm saying that to say this. Don't get upset with us. It's not a replacement for episodes. They're just there if you want to hear them.
0: Right. We'll add them, you know, in addition yeah. to whatever we got going yeah. on. So maybe that's something we'll do in the future. But, you know, I am so sick and tired. That's why I'm not spending a whole lot of time. Um, you know, that that's what I... I'll be honest with you, folks. I did a lot of that in talk radio. I was on the same... The biggest station... In Kansas City and uh, you know it was doing better and better and better every time I got on there got the offer to go full-time and um, there's a lot of these things that they don't want you to ever hear and I was bringing them up I was actually bringing up these topics I'd try to weave them in and then somebody would if you think that the news is not controlled y'all I've been there I can tell you firsthand that these are absolute profligate liars, and most of these people you hear sitting behind a microphone in these radio stations, I'm telling you, here's how they here's how they show prep, son. I kid you not. They go to um, Drudge Report, Politico, and maybe two other websites. I have been there. I've I've been there when it happens. They cherry pick the top three articles or at the time they would just listen to whatever Rush Limbaugh was saying. And then they just, you know, Hey, what do you think about this? And then they have no understanding. People think even the people I've been around a lot of people in uh, visual media as well. The people on your local TV stations, they are the dumbest life forces. I'm not even sure many of them are even life forces, all the reporters, all the female, look, I'm just going to drop it. I'm gonna tell it straight. All of the female reporters, they get paid almost nothing. And the reason they are there is to land a doctor. I kid you (laughs) not, son. They are there to land either a doctor or somebody wealthy that wants to marry somebody who's popular. That's exactly what they do.
1: nurses and doctors? Yeah. Except my wife, who's a nurse, found a pimp.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to tell her, okay, well, this is about the 25-second mark, Emily. Yeah, we're going to tell her about it. 25-minute mark, yeah. We're going to tell her. That's right. She said permaculture is my passion. But really, that's – that's a, and you and I both are aware of situations yeah. where that's happened. But yeah. um, point being, these people are the biggest narcissists you've ever seen. I've worked at – um, man, I don't know if I should say this or not, but okay, one of the biggest – local talk stations in Oklahoma city. I spent a lot of time there. And if you knew these people behind the scenes and you ever asked them about the stories they just read, they are the dumbest human beings, but because they have this appeal to authority sitting behind a microphone, you're just going to listen to them. That's what they expect, which
1: I can kind of understand. Cause if you're out there, okay. So how many times have we spoken at a festival or like any kind of performance at all? And we've been asked afterwards, like a detail about that performance, and I'm thinking I don't remember a single
0: thing that I did during that performance. Well, no, it's not you a know performance; what I mean? it's it's a presentation. But um, well, we're the, not, okay, a we're, not be- we're, we're not performing. We're not performing, but you know, when you do speak live, you do have to engage the audience. So, no, after- I'm thinking
1: performance as in like uh, any like wrestling match or anything like that. It's always been like you. I don't really remember, and maybe that is the tactic tactic is that i don't really remember what happened during that whether it be presentation or performance or whatever and they might be using the same tactic on those uh those tv hosts not that the tv hosts really even No,
0: you know what you know why i know that's garbage is because they sat there at those days they used to write their own scripts so they they ought to have yeah they used to write their own scripts they weren't just teleprompter they were teleprompter readers but they wrote what was on that teleprompter and if you were to ever go up to them about any Anything going on, I guess I don't want to go too far afield, y'all. What I'm trying to say is, if you are relying, then uh, let me say it another way. The news you get for free is worth exactly what you didn't pay for it from these people. There are good podcasts out there that are free. Wink, wink, you're listening to one right now. And there's a whole lot about, if it's on network TV, y'all, by and large, it is utter garbage, Fox News included. If you think they're any good, they're junk half the people on there. I mean, for crying out loud, you got Sean Hannity wearing a CIA lapel pin. Half those people on there are just complete garbage, but I'm not going to go down that road, y'all. We're going to come back here in a minute, and we're going to get down to brass tacks guerrilla war can never be over is when the occupation can't afford more soldiers until they have to draft the last of you into the service and you refuse because you don't see the purpose the only way to counter the insurgents that are well equipped is to paint the people fighting for freedom as terrorists then find a faction looking for foreign investment install them in power and murder any objections you can't stop a revolution for breathing. so to beat them they offer people the illusion of freedom but when you're done dreaming and wake up That's what I'm talking about, y'all. Yeah, some of that immortal technique. That's But it well, he also talks about
1: like you can't beat uh like a revolution into and we're something along those lines. No, like I lo- they, we can't lose this unless we just give up.
0: <laughs> you know, the thing is I'm not a hip hop fan for the most part, but like he says in there, you can't stop a revolution from breathing. So the beatem they offer people the illusion of freedom and when you're done dreaming and wake up tortured for treason, then you can see them hiding behind the god to believe. And not only is it cleverly written. Yeah. Um that's why I mean I'm not a hip hop fan for the most part. It's that guy and a lot of what he said um it's just beautifully written, uh, tragically stated, but it's still you know, striding, stride, I, did, I had no idea when we picked that music that it was going to tie into what we were just talking
1: about. Well, yeah, the song is The Martyr by Immortal Technique.
0: All right, so if you want yeah. to find it, y'all, it's out there. Okay, topic. How do you select the right animals? And better still, how do you select the right people for your project? Now, this is all tying together. Once again, another tapestry. We talked about just a moment ago about you know what was happening in Europe, especially in Spain. We talked about um, the UN website, what they had planned for you. And right now, people in record numbers are fording up and making deals and partnerships um, with a whole lot of people out there. There's a whole lot of people out there buying animals. You can't find, I was talking to Jason when he came yeah. over today. You can't even find pigs, man. We're looking to do a pig workshop down there where we do it you know, where we have a uh, workshop in person, you know, start to finish, like we've done before, the best way to learn, learn homestead butchery, Not none of that highfalutin stuff where you're going to be walking out with mortadella capicola. You don't need that. We're, um, at least not right now, get good at the regular things and we could talk about that. But the point being is record numbers are looking for animals. And a lot of people are making colossal mistakes looking for specialized animals. Right, son?
1: Right. Yeah, like the um, designer brand... What are they called? Heritage breed type well, type animals. The new fad animals.
0: And that's that's a big not, one.
1: Not saying there's anything wrong with heritage breeds at all. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that they're some people are purchasing animals based on what's popular at the moment.
0: That's right. Hey y'all, before I forget, I should have said this early on. Check us out at the fountain app. Tip a pimp. Um.
1: <laughs> yeah, people are using that hashtag. Really? Yeah. Tip well, <laughs> tip, we
0: need we need some shirts, man. We'll go ahead and um maybe we'll have some of those made up, but. Look, y'all, when you're, when you're buying these animals, um, a lot of you are passing up on good stock. Um, I re- talked to Joel Salatin about this, you know, and I fully agree with him. Like, everybody says, well, I want this pig for this, 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 and this. Man, Joel ain't giving two fat rats about that type of pig as long as it's going to make meat. Right. If you raise it right, it's going to taste good, okay? I, I mean, I don't care. If you raise it right and we just put two of them in the freezer, I mean, literally got done yesterday um, getting everything else done. And everybody's thinking, well, okay, the Idaho pasture pig. You're it's one still the, roots.
1: <laughs> it well, he, still roots. Well, the
0: point being is that people were getting real hot on this thing. Yeah. Um, I think Justin Rhodes had kind of made it popular, and everybody wanted one. And then, as I understand it, a whole lot, a whole lot of people are thinking, "Oh man, this thing was. It was better in the brochure, man. It doesn't right. really do all the claims that we thought it was going to do." So a lot of people are disappointed about that pig, a lot of them get Cooney Coonies. Um, and then not realizing how long it may take for that thing to process out.
1: Yeah. It takes a while for a Cooney Cooney and it still doesn't get nearly as big as the ones we just put in the freezer
0: and a Guinea hog, you know, but we do both. The point being we use the Guinea hog mostly for, uh, fat and what little meat you get off of there. I'm telling you y'all it's second to none. Yeah. It's the best tasting pork. That's for sure. And then when you get back to it, you're talking about, um, All these people that get into this not realizing it's going to take you 18 months to grow this thing out. Well, think about it from a dollars and cents standpoint. Think about this. You're spending 18 months as opposed to, let's say, eight or nine months for, let's say, a Yorkshire, like the ones we just put in the freezer right now. Right. So eight or nine months where you can put those guys in the freezer. Well, unless you're feeding the pigs the way we do, it's going to cost you a fortune, nephew. Yeah, it really will. I see the same thing going on with birds.
1: Yeah, yeah. a lot of people get birds thinking it's going to be an easier or a cheaper way or a free way to get eggs, not realizing that they have to purchase feed or grow their own food.
0: There's a whole lot of people out there that I think, and folks, if you're doing this, man, rethink how you're doing it. A lot of them are doing it because they want something exclusive, something not everybody else has. So instead of getting an off-the-shelf bird, like for me, the best all-around bird is a barred rock any day of the week.
1: Yeah, uh, it's a good bird. Right behind that. It's, it's easy to get. It's easy to find. Everybody has them.
0: Right. They're there. They're they're good in that. They're excellent in heat, excellent in cold, good layers, good eating. It's an all-around bird. And you know what? And the most important thing that we look for around here, it better go ahead and scratch. Yeah.
1: It needs to move compost.
0: If it can't do that, now I love you dearly, but you're going in the cook pot. And I'm out there watching y'all, just like a warden. Um if these guys and so, so what we have done, we've we've bred some of the best of our stock, the ones that could put up with little um, attention, don't need to be babied, you know, good health, all that sort of thing. So we got breeds of chickens out there that nobody has a name for. Oh them.
1: yeah, we have breeds of chis- chickens that don't exist anywhere else because <laughs> nobody's mixed them the way we have.
0: And I could not care less. And then also, you know, I know everybody in the American. Life is used to eating a Cornish cross. Well, in these times, and I've just cited a couple of news articles, which you ought to refer back to, in these times, you may not, it, raising a Cornish cross or even getting one in a mail might be difficult. So you better be thinking about, instead of having a bird that just exclusively lays eggs. Or a bird that just exclusively makes meat. Exactly. Why not get it all the above? Right. So we're the only country, pretty much in my understanding, that's actually, like I said, if you're raising Cornish Crosses, I'm not dogging you. I understand that. But you might be want to be thinking about a plan B also. Because, frankly, those birds um, need a fair amount of input. I have yet to see one act like a bird or
1: go around scratching. Especially when they hit that, like, four to six week mark. Right. They
0: just get tired. Yeah, they're not, they'll get up there, they'll bust a, you know, they'll bust their butt getting on over to that food. But outside of that, yeah. but you what I'm seeing also, son, and it seems almost epidemic is a lot of people out there are getting cows because, oh, this is, they, they won't come out and tell you, but the real reason they're getting this, this uh, exclusive stuff is to be exclusive. That's what they're doing. Just get basics.
1: Also, a thing with the I've noticed with the larger animals is that some people don't feel like a farmer unless they have their larger animals like cows.
0: You don't need it. I know I know, I know,
1: I know. And the but same the, thing with a lot of people think they don't, they're not
0: a farmer until they have cows. I am glad that a lot of people and are, a tractor. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good night. You don't necessarily need that. We're in the mountains. We, we farm just fine. We feed ourselves in fact, the three pigs that are out there right now, y'all we're giving away a tractor
1: would do us just as much good as the vehicles we have now. Here. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> Yeah.
0: it's not doing a, a whole lot of good there, but we got three pigs over there right now, y'all. Um, because we can't raise them the way we do, because going right back to what Spirico says, you know, it's hard, to, it's hard to be generous when you're not at a position of abundance. Well, we needed these pigs to clear out land. And the ones that are left, they're actually clearing out more of it. So we can get to a lot of this deadfall throughout the fall and winter. And these pigs are making it available for us to do that. And so we got three more that is not costing me a dime to feed. I'm not spending a single dime. One of them's for uh, Justin at Metcalf Mills and also uh, and for Sean, Sean. Sean the Modern yeah. Yeoman. And um, I mean, man, that makes me feel good knowing that I can hook up my friends. And it's, it's, it, it's really not any hardship to be able to do that. But part of it, y'all, is not only the methods we use that we've been evangelizing, not only on YouTube, but on here, um, but it's also finding pigs that, you know, yeah, they weren't, if we had it to do over again, we would have never bought that. Yeah. Batch, but you couldn't find pigs anywhere. But I mean, with these techniques
1: and these methods, we know we can get crappy stock. That's right. And bring them back. That's right. For, to an extent. And we we know we can get crappy land and bring it back.
0: Well, going on to the sheep thing, son, I'm seeing now, okay, it's starting to become pretty ubiquitous where a lot of people are getting hair sheep and, um, you know, St. Croix, Katahdin, some people are getting Dorpers. Yeah. Now, those are pretty common, and you could find them pretty well. In fact, we got some coming from this vet down in South Carolina that we'll be picking up Georgia. in November. Georgia, I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, doesn't live far from the Georgia Guidestones, by the way. Um, yeah, or what... <laughs> Where they were. <laughs> formerly known as the Georgia Guidestones. But anyway, um, he's... I mean, man, I can't wait to interview this guy. If Hopefully, I get the opportunity to. But the point that I'm really getting at what I'm trying to drive home here is... Those sheep are pretty darn available. Now, all of a sudden, people are thinking, oh, well, there's this exclusive thing I heard about in the islands, and it's all this and it's all that. I'm like, okay, you have some right now that are well adapted to where you live. Yeah. Why are you taking a risk to bring this animal? Why are you-
1: And cost.
0: Yes. Yeah. Why are you doing that? Look, we are at a place right now where this is just straight up foolishness. It is. I don't know what else to call it, man. That's really what it is.
1: Yeah, that's that's. I think some people are too scared to take the risk on the uh, the livestock that isn't the name that they're looking for. You know what I mean?
0: No, I don't. I really don't, man. Like, I, I'm saying if you know that, okay, cow and pork rind talked about this at great length. Right. Is that you? If you have a pig, a chicken, a cow that historically does extremely well in your environment. The only people that I know of that are doing this are new to the farming realm. Right,
1: that's what These I'm aren't saying. These are not old hands doing yeah. it. So the people that are new to the farming realm don't have the experience of like working with other breeds and stuff like that. So they've been told by some YouTuber that oh, you need this breed. This breed is the best. This one does this, this and this. And they go with that breed instead of the breed that their neighbor who's been farming for 100 years has right next door. Now,
0: there's some breeds up here um, you know that even the farmers around you aren't doing well but if you can go yeah. for example let's say go to Greg Judy and you go get yourself a bull or go get yourself a cow whatever the case may be if you're able to go out there and get something that you know is fantastic stock like right now we're we're hitting up probably the we're hitting up probably one of the best shepherds on the planet oh um, yeah for sure and getting stock from him even though we know it's very expensive but hey, you know what? Sheep—that's my favorite meat, anyhow. I mean, also,
1: keep in mind if your methods, if your grazing methods aren't on point, then the stock doesn't even matter. Right. You can have the best stock on earth, and it doesn't matter if your grazing methods don't
0: make sense. Or your input costs, because you're going to constantly yep. have to go get them looked at. Yep. If you're not, if you're not raising them right, y'all, you're going to po- you're going to be constantly down that road of um, you know vet bills and everything else. But that is one massive mistake that and there's a lot of you out there that are new to this, do not fall into that trap, do not do it. I'm telling you, as somebody that's been at this a very long time, and you could even listen to somebody like Joel Salatin, I, I'm almost sure Joel would give you the same advice, you're, going with these crazy breeds out there doesn't make any sense, especially if you don't yet know what you're doing, go with, just do the recipe. Don't be like that person on Food Network that every single time you turn around, when you read a negative review on Food Network, go read the response. They changed about 50% of the recipe and then talking about how awful it is. Joel and his son
1: talk about how they look for phenotypes and breeds, not, not genotypes. They don't care at all about the breed. They look for phenotypes and characteristics. Are they going to work in my system? Do they have, do they have what it takes? Basically,
0: If you're going to keep them around, definitely. I mean, and a lot of people, the gateway drug to, you know, animal husbandry is probably chickens. And I'm seeing everybody out there going out here looking for these crazy birds. Look, if you said, Hey, Billy, pick me a, pick me the birds you like to use most. Okay. That's easy. Easy. Um, I already said it before. Australorbs are in there too. Australorbs,
1: bard rocks. rocks. I like those turkins. I don't know. You don't like them. Do you?
0: I'm, I'm indifferent on them. They're not, I don't see they get work done, but they just don't have the big body, the big frame. I like, I think they do. They just have less feathers. Maybe that's the case. I, I like them. I haven't put them in the chicken tractor on steroids. That's really where I find out if I find out where you're worth your salt. Yeah. Right there in that system. That's when I find out whether or not I like you as a bird. And we've even thrown in uh, meat birds, stuff that was like those ginger broilers
1: we yeah. did last. Yeah. A couple of those are in there. Um, some of those Bielfelders are in there. Um, now,
0: those Felders, I will yeah. say, man, they that's I'm, the
1: first like hype breed i've i've met that i've actually that is actually met up to the height
0: most intelligent bird the well not entirely we won't know until we get through winter right um once we get through winter if they maintain where they are i mean great temperament good sized bird um seem to scratch very well i haven't put them into the chicken tractor on steroids so I, i will two things i gotta two things that for a bird to cut the mustard around here you better be a good forager that is a must. I can't have you have got to be a, not good. You have got to be an excellent forager and you got to be able to put up in all weather. You got to do well in the heat. You got to do well in the cold. Yep. If you can't do either, I love you dearly, but you're going in that cook pot. So, you know, folks, I, I won't belabor that anymore. When it comes to these animals, y'all, please stay away from all that stuff. I mean, stay away from the hype. Go with what works and then in time get something else okay
1: see if there's any breeds that have been known to work well in your area by now there's a breed of pig that works well in every single area um or and if there isn't one that works well in your area try to mimic one that works well in a similar area
0: i remember pork ryan i think he was working at the livestock conservancy or something like it and uh, he had a reference book that you know showed historically what was grown where. So maybe reach out to him, yeah. uh, Ryan a uh, friend of ours. Anyway, let's move on to the other part before we get into Q and A. All right. So picking the right animals for your homestead. What about the right people for yeah, your homestead?
1: That's probably even more important. The
0: work is easy. Just like Jeff Lawton, I mean, you know, reported by Eric Sider, the work is easy. It's the people that are the problem.
1: Yeah. Especially at Jeff Lawton's,
0: <laughs> yeah, the work was never the issue. <laughs> well, it's always, folks. I'm telling y'all, and I can't sing it from the mouth ma- because I read the lead. I read everything that comes in here, whether it's on YouTube. I wish I could read more and respond more on Patreon. Um, I'm going to get over there to uh, the new platform, freesteading.com and. That one seems to be singing along better than... I mean, it's better than Patreon so far. In fact, if they ever open up a feature where I can do that, I'm going to move Patreon over to com. That's exactly what I'm going to do. But I digress. When it comes to the people, y'all, we have made colossal mistakes on three different occasions thinking that we were fording up with people that had our, had our same values. And then you get out there, and then, like, family members that... Just plain lazy. Yeah. I mean, they... I don't, I don't know how to put this nicely. And frankly, they're probably not listening to the podcast anyway. But They're probably not farming or homesteading anymore. <sighs> yeah, I can, gar- I can pretty much guarantee yeah. that. But the point, when it comes to a lot of this, y'all, I mean, even more important than selecting the right animals is definitely selecting the right people. I've often said, and now seriously, think about this. I've said in more times in YouTube and otherwise, that if I have a, if I have a cow... That's becoming violent. Okay. It's going, you know, it's going in, the, it's going in the freezer. If I have a pig that can't nurse its young properly. Okay. That's not a mother. I'm going to keep. If I have a sheep that's jumping the fence in the pot, you're going to go. What about a rooster that's acting up? Okay. Won't breed that one in the pot. You're going to go. So with all that said, if I don't put up with bad behavior in an animal, why on earth would I ever put up with it with what should be a high functioning human being? Why do yeah. we do that?
1: That's because they're a fellow human.
0: <laughs> or they <That's> gotta, <laughs> or these these people that have to be constantly, look, if you meet up with a person, let's say it's a husband and wife team, whatever the case may be. If you have a couple of them that need constant coddling, constant supervision, after I've already showed you how to do something, they have to stop me from what I'm doing. Come over here. Hey, am I doing this right? I done told you 15 times already. Yeah, you're doing it right. Okay. If, you, if it has to be anything like that, look, maybe that's not the right fit. or let's say you got a husband and a wife, and let's say you just absolutely love the wife. you love okay, she may be a great cook, she may be this, maybe that, but she's got a husband that would rather all he could ever talk about is football or NASCAR or whatever else. It's probably an open indication that this guy's spare time isn't spent. In homesteading, you did. Yeah,
1: yeah, that's a good point. Also, keep in mind or be aware of the people that have huge egos because they'll make decisions on your farm that'll just ruin the farm.
0: Son, that was probably the most impactful thing. You know, what we've seen before, what we've witnessed, and folks, don't take it the wrong way. I'm just going to keep it real. Among women, we've seen situations where there's a lot of cattiness, but among guys, there's a lot of obstinance. And there'll be, it always seems to be not, not every time, but a lot of the time, there's always some know-it-all out there who read it or saw it on YouTube or everybody else is stupid. That is the last person you want to forward up with, (laughs) especially on your property, but also maybe in your mag. And when I say mag, I mean mutual assistance group. If you have a group like that, y'all, you need to be selecting, you need to be culling people. And I don't mean literally, let me just say that. But I'm using that as an expression. You need to cull heavily in your mutual assistance group.
1: Relationships. Call your relationships, not people.
0: There you go. There you go. I'm glad. Yeah. So when you wear that call shirt. Relationships, compost your not enemies. People. When you say compost your enemies.
1: You tried. Yeah.
0: You tried. Yeah, I tried, y'all. So we you get
1: what the back should say. Yeah, no kidding,
0: man. That's that's exactly what I'm getting at, y'all. I mean, we put so much effort. Y'all, I gotta say that the worst mistakes we've ever made were picking, and I know we've covered this before, but I can't cover it enough because I keep reading your letters, and everybody's like, "Well, I've never done this before," but you know, we get this other family. Well, what if they got kids that are complete nincompoops? Okay, what if you have? I would rather have. So I'm gonna say this as straight as I know how. I would rather have a couple of the elderly ladies that respond on YouTube that are dealing with some severe medical issues than I ever would. Those two wink, wink apprentices. That they, yeah. Those two little Marches they rolled by here. Yeah. That were uh, one of them straight out of high school. The other in his early twenties and um, you know, couldn't care less. They're like, I'm like, well, why are you guys here? Well, they're paying us 20 bucks an hour. Look, they ain't never going to step foot on this property again. They had the audacity to ask me if they could come back. Now, when we come back, y'all, we're going to get into your Q and a, governments overseas in a breeze politicians in my pockets for a few hundred G's so if I'm never in court my assets are never free. I got a job and a house and a bank account when I'm out I doubt that's something you can say and if not then a fake death like can it play make money everyday the world burns on the taxes Why y'all struggling to pay taxes I'm getting my money the fastest that's what I'm talking about more of that immortal technique and man that was right on the money man two songs right after that one's called Rich Man's World, Immortal Technique. Yeah, there's a little bit of profanity in there, but we didn't let it play on here. But it's basically going right back to what we were initially talking about in the news section. Son, you got questions? Yep. Um,
1: so, Steady Presence. When feeding food scraps, are there any supplements the
0: chickens need? Only thing we do. Now, within this chicken tractor on steroids, it's going to be a little bit different. Um that's an excellent question. And frankly, I've never really covered that before. So thank you so much for bringing that up. And thank you for doing it from, where do they do this from? Fountain app. Fountain app. Yeah, yeah. tip a pimp. Um, all right, y'all. The only
1: th- I've got more questions well, there.
0: well, hang on. Let me answer that all question. Right. Um, only thing, when they're working in this chicken tractor, if they're out there and you're giving them store-bought feed, we like to give them kelp. You might even want to give them a dust bath and stuff like that. But in this chicken tractor on steroid system, we really don't have to give them anything extra. We give them, in fact, the only supplement we give for the most part and with any kind of consistency is uh, Comfrey when it's in season. Now, when it's not, we use, um, oh, shoot, what is it? Kelp. Yeah. We use Thorvin Kelp uh, when it's not. And that's about all we give. And that pretty much works like a charm.
1: Yeah. Um, the next question from uh, Steady Presence as well. Um, oh crap, I just lost it. Um uh, no, it's not from Steady Presence, it's from Quail and Mana Farm. They're saying uh let her pick, let her pick, but they're basically they're referring to mom picking the music. And they're saying uh, y'all and Tag have really helped us pull out from the Matrix. Uh, not sure who who talk not sure who talk asked about interviews with kids on the homestead, but Kennard Homestead from Arkansas might make for a good one for freesteading.com. Um also Red Moose commented do you guys have any genetic diversity in your comfrey or had everything been cloned from the same stock looking forward to self-reliance festival um we do we do have a little bit of uh genetic diversity it's not very much um but there's very specific characteristics in this comfrey that we want to keep uh we do have different um i would say growing genetics because we do have that variety from texas and we have that variety he- from here now they're both the same Bocking number russian balking number four but they've been grown in completely different environments
0: well either one works out but man i gotta say i'm really man i'll tell you what man i hear that from you know talking about how tag and i have basically helped them get out of the matrix y'all that's i'll, I'll be honest with y'all it is the most rewarding part of doing this work is um and i i still don't How do I say this without sounding arrogant? I mean, I still don't know how to take it when people tell me that we've changed their life in any kind of way. I mean, there's people left and right commenting that
1: that last episode where we talked about brilliant business ideas, like Steady Presence said that was the kick in the pants he needed. There's another family um, also known as Stews, I think. Uh, Same exact thing. Yeah. I mean, people just needed, I think a lot of them just needed that kick in the pants, really.
0: Well, y'all, it's a be- it's a benefit and a blessing to us too. I mean, I know we kid around and joke a lot in this podcast, and that's really part of what we do. But honestly, at the end of the day, it's like when I was doing talk radio back then. I was trying to wake people up, and nobody wanted to hear. And frankly, I think we've hit a point of depravity and decadence in this country that nobody is going to wake up at this point without the without the crucible of really hard times. They're not going to wake up without starvation, sadly. But frankly, y'all, when I hear things like that, when I say when I hear people that have come out of the matrix. The only thing that gives me more joy is knowing somebody found Jesus. And it's just knowing that we are in different depths of Plato's cave. You emerge from one. You think you're looking at a blue sky only to find out that you just hit the ceiling somewhere. Um, And then you hit another one. And then you hit another one. And you constantly learn and get out of it. But man, if I'm doing anything to help in that regard, man, I I can't begin to tell each and every one of you out there. And thank you for all your wonderful comments. And by the way, if you have any questions, remember, go uh, email me at billy at permapasturesfarm.com, put in the subject line question, uh, podcast question, and uh, we'll definitely get to it.
1: And it's linked down in the show notes as well.
0: We got one from Austin here. He's, uh, I'll try to condense this one a little bit. Um, He was rolling through, wanted to stop by, but of course we were up to our eyeballs doing other things. Um, He says, I have a question for the podcast. Where can somebody like me, full-time small business owner and plus a full-time homesteader, plus full-time husband and father. That's my kind of dude. Learn some of the basics of electrical work. I've muddled through some learning basics, carpenter skills. Okay, electric work. Um, yeah, Austin, you know, the best way to learn any skill is how I got into the butcher trade is I went in there, and I not only – now, the people in the IBEW are probably going to want to tar and feather me for saying this, but you're never going to be able to do this in the IBEW. Um, Votech is okay, but you're always going to do better online. Or, I mean, in person apprenticeship. So, if you can go out there and you offer to work for free, I'm telling you what, they're going to take it, especially right now because they can't find anybody. Well,
1: yeah, don't even offer for free right now. Just say, hey, I'm here to work and they'll take it because yeah. they need employees.
0: Yeah. I mean, but in the worst case, when it's a highly competitive thing, which at that time when I was getting in the butcher's trade, um, Every, every hipster wanted to be in this thing. It was, it, it was a really weird drug culture they had going on. But that was what everybody, so it was very competitive. And, um, yeah, that's really the best way to get some hands-on stuff there for, for doing that. Um, okay, also, um, son, you're going to like this one. He says, um, let's see here. Busy teacher always holding on. Okay, also, I would love... For you to do a podcast on more esoteric stuff or maybe some more small segments (laughs) each week, I've been researching. Okay, this is the part that really struck me. I like you, Austin. I like you a lot. I've been researching this stuff for about 15 plus years and triangulating it with my understanding of the Bible. I have a feeling that you've been doing the same and would love to hear your perspectives. Yeah.
1: I mean, a lot of people just ignore the crazy stuff that goes on in the Bible because it's the Bible. But that is, there are... I mean, insane occurrences that happen in the Bible. Why would it not happen now?
0: Austin, I've, um, it's funny. I was talking to my friend, Ben Holler, about something like this, and we're going to get him on this podcast when they come up here in a little while. And hopefully I try to get into some of that. I'm not sure how much he would want to get into, but there's a lot of stuff. I mean, the only thing is, is how do we talk about this stuff without creating a new podcast?
1: How do we, well, well, this is our podcast. This is the pimp cast. We yeah, I know. Talk but, about.
0: <laughs> yeah, but it's with, we're within a certain genre. It's not like a anything kind of goes sort of thing. You know, I don't
1: know if the genre has been made yet, dad. I mean the, the permaculture genre, I mean, there isn't like a farming homing or farming homesteading uh, topic on, on the podcast thing. Um, I mean, we I think we can make whatever topic we want. Maybe whatever we'll take a segment. We
0: Maybe we'll take a segment and discuss yeah. some of this stuff. But you're right on, Austin. I mean, we really there's a lot of this stuff. Um I'm one of those people that really believes that there's more going on in the unseen realm. Check out Dr. Michael Heiser's book. Um there's a, and he also has an awesome podcast, too. Um I think there's a lot more going on in the unseen realm, and I I will say that over the last year, son, he put an exclamation point. I won't go into it because it's um it's not something that's really not my place to talk about. But right. we've seen some spiritual matters that have unfolded around here and we saw them disappear too by the grace of God. And I mean literal. I would call yeah. it nothing short of a miracle. Well yeah. Maybe even Definitely. an exorcism to a certain extent. I mean, yeah. that was it was an astonishment to be here and be in the middle of it. And uh, maybe one of these days we'll go into it. Um I know it's kind of wet in everybody's beak. That's not my it's intent.
1: not 100% our story either. Yeah. I don't to know that tell. it's okay for us to tell.
0: Yeah. and uh, But it, I have seen it. I know these things exist. And as far as the esoteric, y'all, um, you know, and it seems to me that most evangelicals seem to be the most reluctant to consider this thing. I mean, you believe in... You know, a coin coming out of a fish's mouth, a talking donkey, and water into wine, but I can't get you to think a <laughs> dude coming back from the dead. <laughs> yeah. You believe that. Some maybe, maybe you don't. But it's hard to get you to take a second look at some of the astonishing things that are going on right now. I mean, yeah. honestly, a lot of the stuff going on in Genesis six and how it's probably gonna keep happening, and it probably is happening right now. I mean, believe me, I could talk about this chapter and verse because in my spare time. You know, some people watch a football game, some people watch MMA. I used to do that every once in a while. And I would love to maybe do that more. But honestly, when I do have that little pocket of maybe fifteen minutes at the end of the day, that's really what I'm researching. That's really where I spend my time doing any research. Um, okay, yeah. let let's go on to Gail. Oh, Austin. we got more? Yeah. Austin, we didn't forget about you, bro. We're gonna we're going to think about how to make that possible and maybe have a segment out there. If anybody yeah, else, and which topic, if, yeah, if anybody else has, if you want to hear more about what we think concerning the esoteric, let us know and, um, maybe send that in the email. Tell us what, if specifically what topic you'd like us to get into, because believe it or not, we, um, we examine that stuff quite a bit. You just, that's just one of the things you don't know about us yet. Um, Gail asks, uh, can you shout out my event? Okay, check it out, Gail. (laughs) Good question, Gail. (laughs) Yeah. Well, um, Gail, I don't know what your event is, first of all. Um, You you probably meant to put it in there, but you didn't. Here's the problem I'm running into, y'all, is it's getting nearly impossible to promote all these events. That's why is that's why I keep directing everybody over there. Um, There's work that needs to be done in certain parts of it, but it's the only website I know of to where you're going to have a calendar of events and have the ability to put, I mean, I don't think, I think community leaders have to put the things on the calendar. Otherwise, it's going to be so convoluted with somebody's birthday party and everything else. Yeah, please don't
1: put your birthday on there. Well, don't put can't. birthday parties on there. You can't at this oh, point. okay.
0: It has to be done by community leaders. So okay. if I—if you tell me about an event, I can put it up there or one of the other community leaders can do it as we well. We need
1: to put that one up in uh, Burnsville.
0: Yeah, I'm oh, going to get yeah. that done. Yeah, in Burnsville, there's going to be one. Burnsville, North Carolina, there's going to be a gathering. It's free. Um, pinball Preparedness is going to be there. We're going to be there. Um, it's being put on by Renewed Homestead. Go check out their YouTube channel. And um, so that's going to be listed in there as well. Hey, folks, I'm believe me, there's only one of me, y'all. I'm doing everything I can to promote the businesses you have, but that's why freesteading.com has been such a heaven send because – Now I can literally send, we can all congregate over there, not only communicate with one another, but also every time we do an event and then we do a, we do a video about it. There's 10 people emailing saying, man, I wish I knew about that event. I'd have been there.
1: Yeah. There's always people commenting saying they wish they knew about the events.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Carlos is asking. I know we're getting to the end of it here. Y'all. Okay. (laughs) He says, how do I get a homestead, honey?
1: Oh man. Uh, I got to meet you, dude.
0: What? (laughs) I got to meet you to to see where we're starting off
1: at. Are you game deficient? Are you just trying to, are you located in the wrong area? Carlos, if you've got a game
0: (laughs) deficiency, brother, you're going to have to go read Doc Love's book. In fact, I was talking to my niece, Kendra, tonight. You see her in the videos every once in a while. Oh, there we go. No, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> there we go. Dude, we're not going to farm out your cousin. What's the dowry like? Yeah. <laughs> 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 you know, she said, honestly, I sat here asking her a little bit before we went live. And I said, I said, Hey, I got this question. What do you think? She says, I asked her, I said, honestly, how many guys do you run across these days that have testosterone and you find any interest in? Now she's in great physical condition. She's all about fitness and you know, we love her so much. She helps so much around here, does so much on this farm. And, um, she's like, it's nearly impossible to come across a guy that has any kind of testosterone. So Carlos, yeah, if you, if, you know, Hey bro, if you're eating soy for three squares a day, bro, you might want to go back to the drawing board. Actually, Carlos, come to these festivals. Bam. Yeah. Come That's to these I'm festivals. That's what I'm talking about. Like John was talking about and like some other clown walked up to me asking, can I set him up with Nicole sauce? And I'm like, man, go over there. Dude, John told him apparently it was another guy. He's like, hey, man, he's over there, got a toothpick. And he's like, it's just a creepy looking dude. Sorry, man, if you're listening right now, you got to try a new approach, man. You can't be over there with that toothpick. Queer eye for the straight guy. Nah, man. Get your your fashion. Well, no, it wasn't that, man. It was like, dude, I mean, these days they're going to come out to a sequel to that called Brown Eye for the Queer Guy. But I mean, with, That's I mean, it's going to be a dating show. Yeah. <laughs> Man, we're going way off the rails this time. Um, but no, really, I mean, Carlos, if you honestly, William's right. I mean, you could probably look in some of these platforms, freestudying.com.
1: No, don't do it online. No, don't no, do what it I'm online. Saying, just, you may, you may. Just go to the festival, Carlos. Ignore everybody else's advice. Go to a festival and go up to women and talk to them. That is the only way you're gonna find a homestead, honey.
0: Yeah, but don't go up there all creepy, man. And check it out, dude. Yeah, hey, don't be
1: creepy, but stay away from any online, um, like apps or anything like that. Just go to the festival, talk to women, and that's how you do it.
0: That's a good thing. Just have a conversation, man. Just get over there to see what they're all about. You know, they may. Chances are, there's already been some people I've been told by Nicole. Nicole sauce at living free in Tennessee, really great podcast, really wonderful person. Um, I think she told me that there's from the first one, man, there's people that are now married having gone to uh, a self-reliance festival. So believe it or not, that's where you're going to find a homestead, honey. Um, if, and look, if you're going into bars, you're going to wind up with a homestead hussy. So make sure you, you start looking in the right places, man. Don't be looking for love in all the wrong places. So y'all with that, stay alert, stay alive.